Thank you for catching up and joining us on the Tin Shed Podcast Recorder. I am your host, Aaron McDonald. Uh, uh, something that I don't know how to do is to actually make it a downloadable podcast. So, uh, if anyone out there, did you just hear that? My wine glass froze to the table. It's like minus 15 tonight. Uh, back to what I was saying. If anyone has any information on how to make a podcast downloadable, uh, message me. Uh, you can do it on the Facebook page for Chinchhead Podcast, or you can go to the, sorry, the Facebook page is Tinshed Production. You know what? You're better off going to the pod to the website tinshedpodcast.com. If you go to the contact page there, there's a, a listing for it's just like a little thing. It's got the the fucking Facebook thingy, the little birdie, and a YouTube channel link. You go there, it'll take you right to the page. And what was I saying? Yeah, if you had suggestions. Uh, you could email me there. My email address is there, or you could put it up on my Facebook page, or you could tweet it to me. If you had a YouTube account, you could put it in the comments of this video or the previous podcast, which is audio only. Uh, one thing that I noticed when I listened to my to the first podcast that was kind of weird was the amount of uh, the FPMs. Whoo! They were off the chart. If you didn't hear the first one, the first podcast, what I'm talking about is the amount of times that I said, fuck. It was quite a bit. Uh, I really I really didn't like it that much, hearing me curse that much. But it's funny because I, I curse like that all the time. The first podcast was totally uninhibited. Me just blabbering off. And if I, I didn't want to say, um, so I said, fuck. So this time around... I'm cutting back on that. Okay, uh, I, the FPMs are going down. And I'm flipping through my uh, cards, but I don't care. I had other jokes written down here about cursing. Uh, should I grab? No, I'm not even going to grab that other card. Yeah, I got it, because that was fucking good. What did I say? I'm going to make a more conscientious effort to cut back, blah, 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 blah. Uh, the fuck's... Oh, oh yeah. Perhaps fucks given or fucks spoken equals fucks that you give. Uh, for example, if you say fuck a lot and then somebody says, that guy curses like motherfucking Teresa. He's a good guy. That was kind of stupid. But uh, I thought it was funny when I thought about it in my head. Um... But it is possible, though, for the F word or fuck. I'm getting all my fucks out right now. So it is possible, or for me anyway, fuck is my version of, um, I think it's like that for a lot of people with, with profanity, especially fuck, because it is versatile. You just throw fuck in there. So maybe I'll switch over to um. Who knows? I'm a big boy. But for now, you know what? Just fucking deal with it. Deal with my cursing. And uh, that's my little intro. Uh, moving along. Earlier on this week, like right now, it is February 12th-ish. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's... Yeah, it's February 12th. So, on February 4th, on CBC's news site, cbc.ca, I'll post it on 
on Twitter and and fa- on my Twitter and Facebook page. Uh, CBC had an article that Exxon Mobil, Exxon whatever the fuck you want to call them. There I did it again. I said fuck. I can't apologize for it though. Anyway, Exxon, they're uh, they're abandoning their project on Sable Island. The the whole group of them. There's like three or four other investors in it. They're telling us that it's going to be a hundred million more than what they had originally planned. Uh, a little background: the deal was signed in 1997, and part of the deal was that we would chip in for the dismantling of the uh, oil thingy platform, whatever you want to call it. So anyway, 1997. That's 19 years ago now. Now they're saying they're pulling out, and they figure by 2017 they're going to 2017 they're going to start pulling out. Sorry. Bear with me. So, the original cost for dismantling this thing was $42 million. Now, they're saying due to rising costs that they're going to have to come back into royalties that we were already paid and ask for more money back. And apparently, <laughs> the geniuses that decided to sign this didn't notice or my guess probably just didn't care. We'll be out of politics. We'll have our fuck. We'll have our frickin'. And you know what? Now that I think about it, frickin' is the same thing as saying fuck. I think it's just a stigma of of it being a bad word. Anyway, back on track. What was I talking about? Okay, yeah. Some politician back in '97, I forget who it was, figured that. Yeah, these peons won't notice that down the road that they can dig in and for revenue that was already paid out to them. It's kind of babbling there. But, uh, yeah. Apparently we get, we signed away the rights for Exxon to say, okay, and all the other shareholders involved in this project, that they can come back and say, okay, we paid you $100 million more revenue than what we should have. You're going to have to pay it back. Now, I don't know about you, but if you work at a company, Jesus, there's an echo in here. If you work for a company, let's just say you're there for 20 years. Time to move on. And it comes time to go, and they hand you a bill saying, out of the money that we paid you already, you owe us this amount back. What would you say to them? Would you just say, I'm not paying you nothing? Or, like, I don't know. It's... It's one of those things, you have to honor a contract. But it just, it just seems strange that anybody in their right mind would allow for something like that. And, uh, but I'm, I'm jumping ahead of myself. I was supposed to go into a spiel about things that pissed me off about this whole thing. And that's one of them. That they're coming back and taking money that we already got. We already spent. So... What's the point of even them giving us money if they're just going to come back and take it? Like, it's ridiculous. Another thing that really bugs me about this whole thing is that it was December. December... F- uh, it just says, my notes just say December. I'm not sure of the exact, exact date. It might say on the link. I don't know. But the government knew about this in, in December, and they didn't bring anything up about it until February. Like I said, February 4th this came out. So, we find out that we're $100 million, we owe Exxon $100 million. A company that came here 
and all these other guys. Sorry, I keep saying all these other guys. I'm saying Exxon because they're the major player. Exxon comes in here. They're they're making billions, and when they're leaving, they say, "Yeah, let's just take a little bit more from these guys." So what does our government do? We go after the seniors. Let's pick on the people that have been around and through all this crap through through all this crap. These people have lived their lives. They've paid taxes their whole life. They put up with politicians falling through on promises again and again and again. Now they're out on their own on pensions. Well, they've been on their own their whole lives, but pensions that are probably aren't going to be covering it with the way the cost of food is now. Have you gone to? Have you bought a tomato at the grocery store lately? Yeah, it's almost four dollars a pound. Actually, I might be over that. I'm trying to think. Now. Yeah, I'm going to say it's four dollars a pound for tomatoes. Think about that. Tomatoes, four dollars a pound. You're on social. You're on a, a pension. You don't have a whole lot. You're, you, everything is going out. Your medications before were covered partially by the government. There was a certain amount of money that they would pay. All of a sudden, it comes out that the government has to cut back on this. All the while, we're going to pay Exxon $100 million on top of the original $42 million that they were supposed to get to, to decommission this. Who are our politicians working for? Like, you got people that have been paying taxes their entire working lives. These guys are, like, in their 60s. They're working in a generation where they would have been working before they were legal age. So most of them have been paying taxes from the time they were 14 or 15. And now you're going to kick them. And just say, yeah, you got to pay a little bit extra. You've been paying all, like, a little bit more your whole life. What's that going to hurt you? A little bit more. Like, it, it's, it's ridiculous how... It's just so easy to pick on somebody that's down and out. I'm not even saying down and out. But, like, there's definitely going to be seniors that are on really tight fixed incomes. And, like, it just, it just, it floors me. Why don't you tax these big corporations, like these companies that come here for a little bit, little while and just up and leave? Stop giving these guys breaks. Because they're not doing a whole hell of a lot. Um, you can you can say things like oh, I'll get to it in a second. Like, oh, the benefits far outweigh what we're gonna pay out and all that shit. But okay, I'm getting ahead of myself. Get back to my notes because if I don't, I'll start rambling. I'll start talking fast, and it just it's not gonna make sense. Um, in politics, what you see from politicians now, it's sociopathic behavior. A lot of it. And hopefully I'll have a guest on soon and he'll talk about it. Um, I'm going to read my quote here. This is quoting the Nova Scotia Energy Minister. Same article on CBC. Just bear with me, please. You ever notice how leather jackets make noises? Listen, I don't know if you can hear it. Ah, you probably can't hear it. But I'm sitting on a leather chair too. But uh, I'm going to read this quote. This is Michael Sampson, the Nova Scotia Energy Minister. This is what he said, and I'll break it down. At the end of the day, we need to look at what royalties have brought to us over the years, which will far away any cost of the province for decommissioning. Let's break this down, what he said here. He starts off with a cliche. At the end of the day, 
it is what it is, blah, 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 blah. It's, he's talking down a major thing when he talks like that. Like when he's saying, eh, at the end of the day, it's only, it is what it is, blah, blah, blah. It's, and it's making himself look, try to look like a regular person. Like he's trying to talk to us normal. He's like, he goes into his back room. Yeah, well, I convinced him little peons that, you know, we done good on this deal. We made a lot of money, so what? We got to pay it a little bit at the end. But you're making yourself look like a, a regular person. Your true colors come out when you say they far outweigh any. And I, when I say this, I'm stressing any, any cost of the province. Well, what is the cost of those seniors? Like, I, I'm... You're, you're taking money away from these and making it harder for them. What happens if somebody can't afford their medication and they end up in the hospital long-term? That, in a sense, you're, you're creating more costs on a taxpayer for, for your own screw-up. Like, I'm not, I'm not blaming the current government for Exxon moving out. Okay, there's nothing... When a company's going to move out, it's going to move out. What I'm blaming them up for is not sticking up for us. And not saying anything when this first came out. It, it's just like, how obvious do you have to make it that your vote does not matter? It's just there to keep you happy. That's all it is. Like, I can go off and off and off about these guys. Like, especially, like, just lately, like, you're amalgamating health boards. You know, at first I thought it was, you know what, might not be a good idea. Considering how... Some of the wait times are bad. Nothing's changed. Still the same thing. All the money's being cut from that. Like, it's... Yeah, and you can't tell it's freaking cold air tonight. It's like minus 15. Like, oh, I read that one too. Yeah. And you, just to say that it's not bad, considering the money that we got, we made we made 1.9 million in royalties from, from Exxon and all them other guys when they were in Sable. But that money's already been fucking spent. So saying that it's a good thing, that that the benefits far away, like it just it just shows how out of touch you are. Like that's a major hit to a budget that's already in trouble. Like it's not like companies are flocking to Nova Scotia to hire people so you can generate revenue for taxes. Where's this hundred million coming from? Old people that can't work. Let's kick them guys. Take it out on them. It's, uh, but you know what? I'm going to back off that now. I'm going to back off that. You know what a bigger nuisance is in politicians? And I know this because I just went through it just the other day. Maybe some of you have gone through it. Have you ever had, uh, how do I put it? True hell. And I mean like painful hell is a pimple on the perineum, planetarium, whatever you want to call it, the taint, the gooch. The Kazif. You know what I mean? Have you, yeah, you know what I'm talking about, where I'm talking about. It's that little wee section between your goodies, between your your little coin purse and your little rope cutter. And, uh, yeah, it was bad. Um, oh. Yeah, I don't know how to say the right word. Planetarium, we'll call it. It's probably like perineum or something like that. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's painful. Remember the cartoons where, 
where somebody would walk into a saloon and they're all, I don't know how well this looks. They're kind of like this. Like they're, they're walking and their legs aren't bent and they're not moving. They're kind of, it's just like all on their hips. They walk into the saloon, the doors swing open and then a little tumbleweed goes. Everybody's right quiet. And the shot is just between the cartoon character's legs so you just see the boots and the legs don't move. Well, that's what I was walking around like. And uh, no bending my legs. It was, it was painful. Ooh, yeah. Just think about that walk. It, it's, it's not good. And, uh, but you know what? That pimple, though. When I think about that pimple or in your own hair or whatever it is, it never misled me. It never tricked me into believing it was gonna be, that it wasn't going to be a pleasant experience. It was truthful right from the start. This is going to suck. Deal with it. The more and more I think about it, that pimple on my taint is far more bearable than any politician could ever be. Yeah. Whew. Valentine's Day is upon us. Speaking of my taint. <laughs> it's a good day. Um, yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do for Valentine's Day. Me and the missus. Uh, probably just take it easy. You know, we're at the point now where it'll probably just be an appliance. I want a rice cooker. Is that a bad thing to want? I don't think it is. Like, you're going to find me ripping on politicians and corporations a lot. Just because it's, it's such an easy target. They're going to be my dick and fart jokes. Politicians and corporations. It's just a an endless supply of insanity and the stuff that they try to sell us like it's yeah I can go on quite a ways and uh one thing I'd like to try to do or try to discuss I think it could be I'll probably do a little more in-depth on this one in the future uh got a great guy to do an interview with on a podcast and uh this is something that I'll probably cover and it's, uh, how can you make government more accountable? Like, what can, and what could, what should we as people want for, from our government? Because more and more as it goes on, it's, uh, it's more and more obvious that, that there is a disconnect, that they don't, they don't really work for us anymore. Like, it's, uh, I think voting is just something that's to appease us. And that they're doing whatever. There's some, there's some, yeah, I'm going to sound wacky here. There's things going on behind the scenes that, that we don't know about. It's, it's more than obvious. Like, you see the, the greed. And the first one I'm going to point to is something that Trudeau said. And uh, he, he sold himself as the great hope. Like, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. Uh, he started off, it's going to be, I'm going to decriminalize marijuana. I don't want to legalize it. You can look back and you can find it where he said that. Don't want to legalize it. I just want to decriminalize it. When the election started, when he actually started campaigning, that got switched around to, I want to legalize it. So, what happened? Before, you were just gonna, before they were just going to leave people alone and just let them do their thing. But when they see the, the amount of money that's involved... They want in. 
It's not that they want in. Somebody else wants them in. If it does get legalized, what you're going to see is Monsanto weed. <laughs> it's going to be genetically modified weed. And it's going to be like... They're going to take a good thing and they're going to wreck it. Um, what was I talking about? Oh yeah, making these guys more accountable. What can you do? Me and a co-worker were talking. We were talking. We talked about this stuff quite a bit. And uh, he's actually a guy that I want to get on the podcast. And we had just a little conversation about it at work. And uh, a couple things that we came up with, I'll bring them up. Uh, the first one is that uh, right now they're talking about election reform where when you vote now, you just don't vote for one person, you vote for two. Like, the, for your first choice and your second choice. So, I think that we as voters and taxpayers, we should have, we should take it up another step. And, how about adding a none of the above column? Like, like sure, if you go a term and say there's a major, uh, resounding majority saying none of the above, you're going to have to pay for another election. So this is where it comes in where you start creating actual responsible government. All political parties should have to pay for half of the cost of a federal election. Let's get these guys serious about what they're doing. they got to raise, they got to do fundraisers, so let them raise their money. Let them go to the corporate buddies who are funding them and doing this crap that doesn't benefit anybody if they keep doing it and people keep saying no 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 we're going to pay a lot more but eventually we're going to get what we want and really isn't that what it's about we should start treating elections as if we're actual consumers we should have the option to return something that we don't like so I'm like yeah like what what's the big deal about saying no to all them bums because a lot of the time it feels like you don't have a choice with what you're voting on so, yeah, I like that idea. <laughs> I really like that idea. Uh, another one that I liked was, uh, and, and my co-worker, he came up with this one, and he, he nailed it. It's, uh, make election promises legally binding. Like, like seriously, though. Like, why, why something you say in an election, I'm voting on you based on that. We're going to give you a job for four years. Job security. You don't have to worry about getting laid off. They're not going to downsize the government. You're there, four years. If you're good at it, you can do a little bit more, and then you can get a pension for the rest of your life. Pretty good. So, we're putting faith in these people based on what they're telling us at an election. And they're telling us what their party's telling them. So, so why not? If an election, party, if an election promise can't be made, it, it does sound like a good idea to make the parties fucking liable. Why not? Like, uh, can you imagine? <laughs> like, but it, it's a, it's a two-way street, too. You need full disclosure for whoever is in. Like, for an example, Harper would have to tell Trudeau coming in, or even before that, there would have to be transparency all the way through. So, like, in Parliament, there's no surprises or anything like that. It's like, yeah, I'm really dreaming. I'm talking about something working really well. That's just... Yeah, they're a bunch of clowns. It's not going to work. But it would be cool, though, if you could sue a government for not following, following through on a promise. 
I don't know how they do it. If I was at my job, and I constantly came up short over and over and over and over and over again, same as anybody listening to this, you keep coming up short, you're going to lose your job. Should be the same for these guys. They're bulletproof. Like, who was it? Gotti. I'm the Teflon man. Nothing sticks to me. That's what we got now for politics. We vote for them every four years. Bunch of mobsters. Like, ugh. And that whole little rant wasn't even on my card. <laughs> oh, I skipped over that one, too. Uh, and, uh, oh, yeah, the full disclosure thing. I want to get back on that. Because that, that leads to the greatest excuse we have in politics right now. And that's the, uh, well, the previous government did this. Or the previous government didn't inform us of that. Like, you know what that excuse sounds like to me? It sounds like the, the government that's in now is saying, should have voted for us before, bitch. This wouldn't have happened. We would have looked after you. We wouldn't have let this happen. You're stupid. You made the wrong choice. Like, because we voted for that last party too, okay? And the last party that we voted for, it was the same goddamn thing. Like, do it to the previous government. 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 I think it's written in Latin somewhere walking into Parliament. So they all know it. It's indoctrinated into them to say, like, blame somebody else. Don't take any responsibility. Like, they all know what's going on. They're all in there fucking hackling back and forth, like members of parliament and all this other crap. Like, oh, what's this? Looking for a major... Yeah, they're not going to do any change. It's not going to come from within. Um... Like, really, if you had a job that was had the perks that a politician has, are you going to do anything about it? You're going to stay there, do your job. Because really, all you got to do is just show up. Every now and then go, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's it. You'd, the odd day you might have to stand up and say something, but other than that, you don't do too much. Like, it's with... The, you don't do a whole lot because you're, everything is mandated to you from the upper ups in the party. So like the local guy doesn't get a whole lot of say. That's a whole other podcast, all that. Um, yeah. How long have I been like that? I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. Um, yeah, these guys, it's just politics. Politics, politics. I think government is a great thing. This is something Donald Cameron said a long time ago. He said, uh, politics is a terrible, I hate politics, but I love government. And that's, and really, it, it's, yeah, Donald Cameron made mistakes. Who didn't? He's in government. They all do. But really, that's really what government should break down to. There shouldn't be any politics. It has no place in government. Like, um, what was it there? It was on it was on Facebook. It was uh now ah, that's another podcast too. I'm getting ahead of myself. But uh, uh how about nerding out? Wanna nerd out for the last few minutes of this podcast? Let's nerd out. Why is New Year's on January first? Have you ever wondered that? I have. And it turns out hold on. Wait for me. It turns out that 
January 1st is New Year's because of one of uh, Julius Caesar's buddy, uh, Janus or Janus, whatever, whatever you want to call him. January is his name. So when it came in, when he made the month, the start of the year, with my good buddy, New Year's. So I always thought, wouldn't it make sense for New Year's to be on the first day of spring? Turns out before Julius Caesar changed the calendar, it was. It makes a lot of sense. It seems a more natural way. Like the first day of spring, you're gonna you're gonna know. This is when plants start growing, or you're able to plant. I'm not really a farmer, I don't know how that all works, but it just makes more sense. Animals start plowing each other. And uh yeah, it just seems like who wants New Year's? Like time when you have a good party. And a crappy time of the year. January is it's terrible weather. February isn't even all that great. Like I said, it's like I think it's like minus fifteen right now. I don't know. I guess if New Year's wasn't now in was in spring, I guess it would be the hell with Groundhog's Day. Who needs it? I don't need to know if this guy sees his shadow or not. There's a party in March. And then again. There'd be no Groundhog Day either. That Bill Murray movie. That was a good movie. That was a good movie. Nah, save Bill Murray quotes for somebody else. Uh, anyway, uh, I hope everybody has a great night. And I hope this turns out better than what I think it did. Because, uh, yeah. I'm having a hard time feeling my legs right now. So, everybody have a good night. And guys, treat your ladies nice on Valentine's Day. Even if you got to do something you don't want to do, just go do it. Because that's your girl. you got to look after her. Yeah, and I, I called your guys' as woman's girls. Anyway, i got to go see my woman. Have fun, and enjoy your evening, everybody.